Well, hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Dave at Posing a Matrix. <laughs> this is going to be a nightly thing here. Um, <clears throat> just to let you know, I kind of um, started up a, a second show, a second format that goes into kind of the uh, more aggressive uh, conspiracy theory stuff. Uh, I thought maybe it would be too much for this channel to bring those things in, so I started another channel. and um, It's got some controversial stuff on there just to let you know but um yeah so let's see speculative conspiracies that's the name of it okay so if you want to hop on over there well not right now of course but i'm thinking about wednesday nights for that show okay so anyway uh we'll do tonight's show and then tomorrow night brian's going to be on me we're on with me <laughs> whoa uh, we're going to be talking about um, all that stuff that Brian really researches a lot. You know, the, the asteroids passing closely we never hear about. Um, <clears throat> the waves coming in from uh, some exploded star 60 million light years away. Um, and, th and things like that. So he'll have some updates and everything on that stuff. And we'll probably th throw some other stuff in there too. Okay. Here we go again. Due to limited bandwidth, there's a possibility of a significant reduction in your video quality. Well, all right, whatever. That popped up twice yesterday and then never saw it again. So, okay, my watch is telling me that we're on the air. Okay. So, where are we going to go with this tonight? Okay, that's right. Um, several years ago, I did a, um, a video and uh, well I think it was more of an, an audio video I think uh, dealing with the subject I'm going to talk about tonight and that subject is um, is uh, we're going to be talking about CERN uh, first of all we're going to be talking about the history of CERN um, CERN is not something new and we'll see it we'll see that tonight um, then we're going to be talking about uh, the purpose could the purpose be to set earth back on a zero degree uh tilt well there wouldn't be a tilt if it was zero degree i guess but a zero degree spin on its axis its polar axis the, um and uh making a differentiation between that and the um the magnetic pole uh you know both north and south there we go with the due to bandwidth again okay well it is what it is um anyway uh, yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna go into that tonight. We're gonna I read an article, i.e., a short book on it, um, a few years ago. And okay, so my bandwidth is low. Leave me alone. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I did a short book on it the other day, and I'm gonna be drawing from that tonight. Uh, I'm gonna be doing quite a bit of reading, so uh, just to let you know. But I'm gonna put the book on here. So that you can see it too and, and follow along while I'm reading down the down the row, so to speak. So, um, so what I'm going to do is while I'm talking to you, I'm going to prepare to get this up and going here. Uh, let's see. Uh, now I got two different pages to pick from. I don't know why I do that to myself. Okay, first of all, um, ah, I'll, I'll do that. 
well, let's do this first, okay? Um, I want to introduce you to the delusion resistance, which I've had up on the web since, uh, geez, since probably 1999, maybe even a year before that. And um, hold on a second, folks. I get that up there. All right, this is the main page that started it all. Okay, this is the uh, the queen mother of uh, web pages and. Uh, for me anyway, and as you can see, it's got the delusion resistance logo up here. It's got a uh, That's the only night I can find so I've, I've people always say, oh, well, you got a Knights Templar on the horse and I'm like, well You know, whatever <laughs> The message is that we're out to destroy um, uh, the the uh, a lot of parts of the uh, the matrix so to speak and um and uh, part of it is the alien thing, and it's always been that for me. I've been uh, my first two parts of being online were uh, the uh, alien deception and um, and uh, evolution, the evolution deception. So anyway, a short welcome, and that's in the way of two scriptures and a quote by Thomas Paine. <laughs> I think I spelled Paine wrong. Um, anyway, there's these are the all the books that I've written, and they're available for free if anybody's interested in that uh, you can look down the titles when you go to the web page um, let's see uh, these are all the articles I've written for the website uh, some of them are getting on the old side but uh, they're still applicable um, other West, other delusion resistance pages uh, I got a page on unholy communion that's the book that I wrote and um, it's also um, up here. It's um, also offered for free, so you can download it. Okay, um, and opposing the matrix. Uh, it says this page has information about our opposing the matrix blog, radio, video, um, broadcast, etc. Um, then some uh, books you might find interesting, uh, like First Enoch, Jasher, Jubilees. Uh, the Twelve Patriarchs, the Gospel of Nicodemus, Apocalypse of Abraham, and uh, the War Scroll, which is interesting. That's, uh, yeah, just got to check it out. It's interesting. The first book of Adam and Eve and the second book of Adam and Eve. Uh, then other things. Um, Jonathan Gray gave me permission to publish all of his books online. So all of Jonathan Gray's books are, are, um, are here. Uh, if you click on that, then it'll take you to a page where you can click on the page of the, the book you like, and um, you can download it. It's a PDF, okay? All right, let's see. Contact information. This is not the current mailing address. I don't see anything here, okay? Um, or there, because it'll just get returned to you. So anyway, it's a, it's a brief overlook uh, here. If you wanted to... Um, Listen to the uh, the radio show after it's uploaded to uh, to where it's um, where it's <laughs> where it's set. You know, um, you can listen to it there. Um, an older article: um, should, could it, should a Jew take a COVID nineteen vaccine? And um, it's it's really uh, a contradiction to what many rabbis will tell you. To, oh yeah, take it. You're helping people. You know, <laughs> like. Yeah, well, if they don't like me, I guess I'm helping them. And 
uh, you know, if they want me to leave the earth anytime soon, I guess, you know, that would be helping them. But, uh, and it's definitely a, a bad thing for me, right? Okay, and then we got a Spanish version of um, the uh, the days of Noah, in the days of Noah. And actually, that's over here somewhere. And this is telling you it's over here. Um, and then uh, I have a slide presentation of the uh, Holy, Unholy Communion when Joe... When Joe and I did it, sorry folks for the noise, it's unavoidable. Um, look at the uh, Unholy Communion slideshow that we did down in Roswell in 2008. Um, some Spanish articles, so you can go there. Anyway, um, and if you go to the Matrix archives, the Opposing Matrix archives, uh, it's got like from when we started back in 2010 all the way to now. I'm on the radio. Okay. So, um, anyway, okay. <laughs> so here we go. Um, okay. Hold on a second, folks. I gotta learn to lock that door. Okay. All right, folks. So let's continue on here. I was just saying, if you go here, then uh, the archives page. It's uh, you know, it's got a lot of interesting stuff on there. So, okay. So my, we uh, go ahead and get started. Uh, let's see here. I gotta I gotta do some of my stuff here, folks. So I gotta uh, get out of here. All right. And then I want to get rid of it. Okay, so that takes care of that. So then I want to share the screen. That uh, why should we be concerned about CERN? You're going to definitely learn some stuff tonight, folks, because uh, there's even an ancient history about uh, a character that has CERN in his name, and you'll see when we get down to it. Um, I copyrighted this in 2017. So that's what six years ago. Um, okay. So I don't know. We're not going to get into everything. I don't think um, we're going to learn about the old, uh, the old CERN, and then uh, is that asking a question: Are there two really two CERNs right now, and is there a need for a second one? Uh, you might not know, but the Chinese are thinking about building a, a super collider that's going to be much bigger than the one in Europe. Um, and in Argentina, well, we'll look at that because that may be a counterbalance. So let me get down past all this stuff, okay? All right, CERN and the occult connection. Okay, so we're going to start. Sorry, I didn't mean to make you seasick by going up and down and all around here. Um, so what is CERN? Well, by definition, and um, we're down here. Um, the European Organization for Nuclear Research. The name CERN is derived from the acronym for the Fr from the French Council European pour la Recherche Nucléaire. How's that for French, huh? Nucléaire. Okay. It's a provisional body founded in 1952 with a mandate of establishing a world-class fundamental physics research organization in Europe. And here's the source down here. Okay. Um, so anyway, yeah, we have went ahead and did the French thing. Um, so let's go. Ahead. If you look at the, um, 
the logo for CERN, it's three sixes. All right. Boy, were they trying to tell us something? Okay. Yeah, they, they'll probably say, well, no, they're super colliders. Well, yeah, well, yeah, I, I seriously doubt that. And I mean, I know they're super colliders, but uh, the, the three sixes are here on purpose. Okay. And so, again, it's the logo for CERN, and it's 666. Okay. Um, we live in a world today where, um, for all intents and purposes, um, seems to be uh, only physical, or we, we look at it that way. Um, but, you know, there's the, we have a, a different, um, we have physical and spiritual things going on all the time, okay? And um, the summoning of entities from other dimensions has been occurring since mankind was given dominion over the earth. A cursory reading of First Enoch shows quite a... Um, Quite well, it was uh, it catalogs the categories um, when those entities, as well as the battle uh, that goes on behind the scenes, uh, each and every minute of each and every day. So, uh, yeah, real interesting book. If you haven't read First Enoch, I, I highly recommend it. Okay, because of Enoch, we know what the know what angels fell, um, why they fell, and why they impact why we are impacted by demonic realm even to this present day we also know from scripture that the summoning forth of these entities is strictly forbidden and warned against by Yahweh um, just read the book of Leviticus in addition a good read of Enoch and Revelation show quite clearly not only the th how things started uh, and plus the uh, Genesis chapter 6 okay let's not forget that um, not only how things began, but how they come to their ending. Um, Enoch talks about the entities that were imprisoned within the earth until a later time. Revelation uh, talks about letting those entities, um, loosing those entities, excuse me, and uh, how they'll take a final stand against Yahweh. Uh, but they'll be subsequently defeated, of course. Uh, later on, uh, we're going to look at... Uh, how uh, I believe that CERN is going to be used um, to open uh, a portal to the bottomless pit or abyss. Um, somehow the uh, abyss is sealed, but we know that the seal or lock will be open to allow all hell to literally break forth on the earth. And here's the scripture here, Revelation 9, uh, 1 through 2. And the fifth angel sounded, and I saw a star fall from heaven unto the earth. And to him was given the key to the bottomless pit, and he opened the bottomless pit, and there arose smoke out of out of the pit, excuse me, um, as the smoke of a great furnace, and the sun and the air were darkened by reason of smoke of the pit. It's interesting, it says the sun and the air. Not the sky, the air. Okay. Um, I just noticed that. I've been reading it all these years, and I just noticed that. All right. Um... And then we're going to look at how it seems that uh, the 23 degree tilt of the inclination of the earth might just be the lock that is keeping those uh, entities locked up. Um, and um, by using CERN to correct the, the axis tilt to zero degrees, they actually might be unlocking that abyss. And we'll talk about maybe the mechanism that might be keeping the lock closed. Um, 
and it's important uh, that it, we don't forget that there are two sides when it comes to angels. You have Yahweh's angels um, and uh, fallen angels. Revelation, when we talk about an angel um, that opens up the bottomless pit, it doesn't say that the angel is good or bad, or if the key is some sort of technology and the angel is given it, given um, the angel gives men the opportunity to open up the bottomless pit. So that's interesting to think about, you know. <laughs> might not be the angel that puts the key in the lock. He, he might be sitting there orchestrating what happens at CERN. It's, it's interesting to think about and it's uh, you know to entertain and and sometimes when you entertain stuff like that it kind of opens up other doors which is you know good and bad if they're you always have to be careful when you're doing this kind of research because it's really easy to get let off stray um, or off the path <laughs> I think I don't think off stray is a word um yeah it's easy to be let off the path and so you got to kind of constantly make sure that your research is based on the scripture if that's what you're basing your opinions on okay so anyway uh, Yahweh went ahead and um, and talked about uh, Lucifer and his fall okay um, but um, I want to take uh, the following section of um, there's a statue actually uh, of the Hindu god Shiva near the, the front entrance of CERN. And Shiva, in, in Hindu belief, is the god that's responsible for the destruction or the destruction of creation so that it can be rebuilt. And then I think it's uh, Vishnu that rebuilds it. But um, so, anyway, how Satan desires to destroy all remembrance of godly creation so that he can set up his own world and dominion. I think this, that's what it's all about. Take everything that God made, either pervert it or take it and use it for yourself, okay? So anyway, the scripture that uh, I'm going to read is Isaiah 14, 12 through 14. And it kind of gives you a little bit of a, an idea who Satan is. And um, it's also interesting to remember that um, the word Lucifer is a, is a Latin word, and the Bible was never written in Latin. It was written in the Old Testament, or the Tanakh was written in Hebrew, and parts of it were written in Greek, and uh, that Greek translation is called the Septuagint. Um, and the New, the New Testament, or the Brit Hadashah, um, was written in, uh, well, a lot of people think that maybe it was first written in Hebrew, or at least the uh, the Gospels, and um, but mostly uh, it was written, written in Greek, which was the the language of the world at the time. So um, it's funny because although Rome was in charge, the the official language for keeping records and for writing very important things was Greek. Anyway, the scripture I wanted to tell you about Lucifer because it's not a Hebrew word and it's not a, um, a Greek word in the Hebrew um, in in this uh, passage also uh, especially um, the word for for Lucifer is halal h a l e l and unfortunately it's like the first part of hallelujah um, uh, and it means praise okay um, or give praise to. But when you consider, and many scholars also believe that Satan was the, or Satan, uh, Lucifer or Halal 
was the uh, the angel that led worship in heaven before he rebelled and um, it was found out and then cast down to the earth so anyway I just wanted you to know that before we read this scripture here um, how thou art, thou art fallen from heaven O Lucifer son of the morning you can say O Hillel son of the morning how thou art cut down to the ground which did weaken the nations for thou hast said in thy heart and these are called the five wills the five I wills of Satan okay <laughs> Um, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend unto the heights of the clouds. I will be like the Most High. Wow. This guy's got plans. But he should know that his plans are not God's plans. Yahweh's plans. And Yahweh always wins, so he's gonna—he's fighting a losing battle, basically, thinking that he can win, and that's—that's uh, that's the definition of an, a definition of insanity. Okay, um, thinking that you can do something that you know you can't do. Okay, one event that I've, I've selected a few—excuse um, me—one event that a select few mentioned is the. Uh, the completion of the tunnel near CERN, okay, we'll get into that, that had the strangest celebration that I've ever seen on film, and I think you'll agree, I don't have the, actually I have the film, and if we have time, maybe we can show it, but um, uh, when researching this tunnel, some confusion could occur. It's called the Gothard Tunnel, G-O-T-T-H-A-R-D, Gothard, um, but there are three Gothard tunnels, uh, one a railway tunnel uh, that was built in the 1800s, the second an automobile tunnel built in the uh, 1980s, and one that uh, the one we were interested in was finished in 2016. Uh, Wikipedia, when I looked it up on Wikipedia, uh, it said the Gothard Base Tunnel (GBT) um, in German it's got hard uh, tunnel. Um, in Italian, it's Galleria di Base di, or it must be Basse, uh, di San Gotardo, is a railway tunnel, a uh, railway base tunnel that runs through the Alps in Switzerland. Uh, it is open, it was open on the 1st of June 2016 with a full service to begin on December 9, 2016. Yeah, you can tell how old the article is, right? Uh, with a route length of uh, 57.09 uh, kilometers, or 33.5 miles, the total uh, and a total of 151.84 kilometers, or 94.3 miles, of tunnels, shafts, and passages, it's the world's longest and deepest tunnel, traffic tunnel, excuse me, and the first uh, flat low-level route through the Alps and again that was in Wikipedia just type in cut hard base tunnel all right now the ritual that was performed <clears throat> at the opening of the was very is bizarre in every sense of the word bizarre um, <clears throat> it was attended by many European dignitaries the ritual consisted of having workers paraded through the tunnel near the uh, near the audience then a rail car with naked people performing suggestive sexual positions, followed by strange-looking demonic creatures, including 
uh, mock chain angelic uh, looking figure uh, along with the uh, figures breaking their chains um, there was also another figure in there that <clears throat> looked a lot like Serunos uh, which we're going to get into here in a minute <clears throat> okay let's see break through the okay uh, the ceremony appeared to be to me to be a story of how something in the area or you know then perhaps CERN was going to break through the barrier that would allow all demonic forces and fallen angels uh, to come to the surface that their chains would be broken and mankind would take on the chains okay this video is available on uh, on the internet on YouTube a lot of a lot of places and uh, it's uh it, for a while there it seemed like it was slowly being taken off the internet although that it's still on there now so um they didn't totally remove it some of it is chopped up into pieces too when you go to look for it so you don't see the entire thing okay and perhaps when it was being uh, removed it was uh, an effort on the part of the elites to uh, erase all mention of the ritual which you can't deny was demonic <laughs> Um, if you can't watch the, the video, if you can't find the video and watch it, you cannot discern that it's a very strange video with a message that I submit, um, that, that I submit that you lack, okay, that you lack discernment entirely, uh, if you don't see that it's, um, it's demonic, okay. The parade that was performed was not a parade, but more of the marking of rite passage. Uh, dare I say ushering in of something that will bring a new era to mankind. Um, it was symbolic of breaking off the shackles of one era and entering into the perceived freedom of a new one. Uh, the, pro the problem is that uh, they have it in all turned around. Uh, yes, this is a new er era or a new age coming but it will lead to ultimate enslavement of mankind uh, who will gladly go into that slavery because the watchers will again be loose to corrupt mankind uh, in reality it's, it will not be a new age or or a new era it will be an attempt to repeat the age uh, that was uh, occurred before Noah's flood that's the whole thing folks they want to they want to um, recreate the earth or take what's here, ruin it, and then rebuild it for a satanic uh, world kingdom. We know that they don't succeed in that, but that's what they're going to try to do. So who or what was Serunios? Um, um, he was a god to the ancient peoples of Europe. Little is known about him, um, that <clears throat> about him except that he was... Um, such a strange character with many uh, dissimilar characteristics compared to the Greco-Roman gods. And I have a map here that shows the Gaul in the time of Caesar. Gaul is uh, traditionally what uh, is France is known as now, or France. Uh, if you see the map, you see Celtic Gaul, and above you see Belgica. Below it's the uh, province of uh, Romaxina. And then we go into Germania way over here. But um, let's see. I think I explained the map here. Well, I'm going to explain it anyway. Right here is where Geneva is. 
this little dot because there's the lake right there, Lake Geneva. And so the the um, the collider right now is goes from uh, this province of Romania or Romana uh, and into uh, Gaul and back back out around. Okay, uh, he was a popular god in Celtic Gaul. He was mostly popular in northeastern Gaul, which on the map above would be around the vicinity of Byzantio. Just east of Byzantium is where modern-day Geneva is located. But what about this character, Sir? Sir I never can get this right. Serunios. I'll say that. Serunios. Um, in fact, that the project being performed underground near Geneva bears a similar uh, name. Just a coincidence, or is it uh, purposeful? Um, let's look at uh, this Serunios to see who or what he was, uh, uh, what he was all about. Um, now, here's a typical image. I wish it could be bigger for you, but it's not. But maybe on your screen, it's coming up pretty fairly good size. Um, you got the, the body of a man uh, and the feet of a man. That's, in, that's um, interesting or important to remember because this whole thing reminds us of a different uh, figure that we're going to look at below. You can see he's got holding like a, a snake, but it also looks like a like a um, uh, caduceus uh, that the uh, the medical community uses. Um, then there's a, an ox down here, uh, a deer, uh, a male deer, and he's holding one of those things that the young people today like to put through their nose. I always tell them that it's a spiritual thing and they shouldn't do that. Well. You know, old Dave here, he's an old guy, and hes uh, he doesn't know what he's talking about. Anyway, he's got the face of a human with a very large beard. Um, and then he's got antlers coming out of his head, like uh, delk, uh, elk antlers. So, anyway, and, and there's funny, there's the moon is right above him here, too. Um, that symbology is, is probably... Uh, it, well, anyway, there's something laying right here, and I can't tell what it is, but... Um, he's got an uh, erect pe uh, penile member here too so um, okay now a, a research of pagan sites that talk about Serenios yields the following from one druid site yes I will read even druish stuff <laughs> uh, funny he doesn't look druish remember that from, from uh, Spaceballs if you watch Spaceballs um but uh, no, he's, uh, let's see, yeah, a druid site. Okay, and, and they said, Serenios of the nut-brown skin and lustrous curling hair, the god whose eyes flash starfire, whose flesh is a reservoir of ancient waters, his cells alive with mystery, uh, original primeval essence, naked, phallus erect, uh, he wears a crown of antlers lined with um, green fire and twined with ivy. In his right hand, the torque of gold uh, rep, uh, testament, is a testament of his nobility and his uh, sacred pledge. In his left hand, so that thing he's holding is called a torque, T-O-R-Q. All right, in his left hand, uh, the horned serpent symbol of his sexual power uh, Let's see, sacred to the goddess. 
All right, and I found it at www.druidry.org. All right, and there's uh, more here. Serunios, as the horned god, lord of the animals, is portrayed as uh, human and or half-human with an antler crown. Uh, though he wears a human face, his energy and his concerns are not human or non-human. Um, he is a protector of animals, and is it is Serunios who is the law sayer of hunting and harvest. While he is recognized most uh, often for um, most often through his connection to to animals um, and our own deeply buried, dimly recalled instinctual animal natures. Let's see. Okay, Serunios is also a tree, a forest, vegetation, God, um, in his foliate aspect of the green man. <laughs> the green hornet. Okay. Sorry, I, I have to make fun of this stuff sometimes. Um, guardian of the green world, his branches, uh, his branching altars symbolize the spreading treetops of the forest as well as his animal nature. As master of the sacrificial hunt, um, his he is the life that is given um, in service of new life. <clears throat> his uh, wisdom is that of, a, of old and must pass away to make way for the new. <clears throat> in his underworld, get this, the underworld, right? Hmm, interesting. In his underworld aspect, Serenios is the dark man, the god who dwells in the house beneath the hill or the underworld. Uh, he is one who comforts and sings to the souls of the dead to their rest in the summer lands of the other world. Uh, Serenios, as master of the wild hunt, who pursues the souls of evildoers, is not associated with a biblical or even modern morality, but, is the, but with the protection and continuance of the land, yeah, of the land, and nature of the spirits that dwell therein. Now he's being equated with Pan. Okay, I don't know if you know um, Greek and Roman um, mythology, but Pan was um, the one that led people to hell. Pan, lusty satyr god of the Greeks, um, is another aspect of the horned god. Pan is a proud. Uh, Pan is a proud celebration of the liberating power of the male erotic energy in its purest and most beautiful form. He is portrayed as playful and cunning, but he also has a darker, dangerous nature. The panic of uh, panic or terror often associated with Pan is not related to a human violence, but to the life and death of the natural world. Um, in his form, he is called the, um, the um, let's see, he was called all devourer however pan as a protector of the wilderness and as a god that uh, pr god prone of fits of madness and violence can induce panic and wild fear in those who threaten his domain and that came from druidry.org also by the way the chat room is open if anybody's interested in writing anything there um it's on rumble so you'd have to go to rumble in order to look at it but uh I think most of you are on Rumble anyway, maybe uh, two or three on the other formats. Okay.
If we fail to, fail to see everything in this description of Serenulus, take this fact home with you. He's portrayed as being the god of the underworld. He is equated with Pan. Uh, according to mythology experts, Pan escorted people to Hades after they died. Um, as believers in Yeshua HaMashiach, we know that Satan is the god of this underworld. But if you want to carry something away from this, uh, go forth knowing that this entity is also very sexual in nature, like many of the other pagan gods that we um, have read about in the past. Uh, it's interesting also to it's interesting also that Serenulos tends to posture himself much like the ancient the image of Baphomet. Baphomet is the um, the Satanist uh, god, um, kind of really wicked. Now there's that moon again, huh? Interesting. And he's got a five-pointed star in his head, um, a couple of bull horns. It looks like. A couple of wings, and there's that phallus again. Um, oh, and there's another moon right there. Um, anyway, so they, they look a lot alike, sitting in the uh, same position and everything. So, uh, really, Serenius is probably the uh, the um, the Gaulish uh, version of uh, Baphomet. Uh, Baphomet is a false god that's worshipped in many occult by many occult adherents, such as. High degree Masons, Wiccans, and Satanists. Baphomet is basically Satan. Uh, Baphomet's tattooed arms see to, seem to echo the message that we are given by the god Shiva. Shiva is also known as the destroyer of the uh, universe, so it can be built up again. In the same manner, um, Solve Coaglia um, on the arm of um, Baphomet is Latin for solvent and coagulate. In essence, something has to be broken down or turned into solvent and then coagulated into a new thing. Is this the same lie that Satan has perpetuated all along to destroy um, Yahweh's order and to establish his own at any cost? It's also the same thoughts behind CERN, um, which is the, pro the project that smashes atoms and subatomic particles to bring them down to their smallest possible denominator and hopefully build upon the knowledge that's produced. It seems that uh, this breaking down uh, theme always tends to go hand in hand uh, to, with the build back up, especially where the occult is concerned. Um, now, what's this deal with the thing called CERN? First, uh, I do not believe in coincidences. Um, I, I don't think that it's by chance that CERN is named as it is, especially since one of the primary gods, gods in the northeast of Gaul, uh, the area where Geneva is located, is where Serenulus <clears throat> was a very popular deity. Um, also, I do not think it's a coincidence that Serenulus was a god of the underworld and CERN could... <laughs> could open the doors to that realm. Um, I don't think that it's a coincidence that they have the statue of the Hindu god Shiva there either, seeing that the deities involved are involved in breaking things down and then uh, causing them to be rebuilt. All right, now we have a testimony of one physicist. I'm kind of taking this with a grain of salt, however. Um, that says that he knows for sure that the officials of CERN are using the apparatus to open doors to other universes. 
uh, added to this testimony, we again uh, mentioned the opening of the tunnel not too far from CERN that had a ceremony uh, at its opening that mimicked attempts to uh, bore a hole into hell um, to open up the abyss to release the, these fallen entities. Okay. Yes, CERN is a particle accelerator, of course, but it's also much more. The possibilities that it's been used for form a Stargate is real, in my estimation, anyway. Um, let's see. Okay, let's see. There's an interesting scripture that Yahweh showed me one day years ago. Oh, I don't want to get into this again. This is um, where he... Uh, He's going to erase time, and I've said this a million times on this radio show. Um, if you want, either text me, uh, live chat me if you want to, if you want me to read the scripture and, uh, and to explain it. But um, I will move on here. Okay. All right, so let's go down to, uh, is there a secret CERN that we are not aware of, huh? Why would they need one? Okay. Uh, now, back in 2017, I had the privilege of joining with Jim Wilhelmson and Eric Smith on their uh, remnant call Pal Talk site. Um, like every talk I had with those guys, it was an interesting conversation. It went down many paths. One of the paths that we went down dealt with time travel. Jim asked if anyone had uh, watched a new television show called Timeless. And told the group that, and my wife that I had uh, been watching it right from the start. The, uh, the theme of the show consists of one group of men that hijack a time machine in an effort to what appears to be the elimination of people who throughout history retarded uh, the advancement of a secret family uh, bloodline. Uh, the second team is uh, time travelers that try to find the first team in an attempt to stop the first team. It's interesting, uh, the show, it's interesting, it's an interesting show that uh, shows pretty clear that paradoxes that can happen if men are allowed to, to go back and, and time and change history. Um, now, as we, we kept talking, we um, started to talk about the Nazi time machine that the Germans uh, called Die Glocke, uh, which interprets the bell according to according to theory uh, the Glock used elemental mercury uh, with two bands uh, of metal spinning in opposite directions uh, in, in respect to one another of course and causing some time disturbance disturbance as well as anti-gravity effects interestingly enough at the end of World War II all three reported Glock vehicles were missing when the Allies tried to retrieve them. On December 9, 1965, a supposed UFO crashed in Kecksburg, Pennsylvania. Those who first came upon a craft in the forest described the vehicles looking like a bell. Some of them said an acorn. Um, and they, there was re strange writing on the edge, and when some people finally wrote them out, it looked like uh, runic in nature. Uh, what's runic? <laughs> Uh, runic is um, what supposedly is some secret language that Hitler um, was able to find out through demonic means. Anyway, 
Adding a little more flavor to the pot, we have an interview with Jim Wilhelmson conducted with uh, Leroy Gayton, who was the constable of the community of Dublin, Texas at the time, um, that the, uh, in 2008 when the Phoenix Lights happened, not Phoenix Lights, Stevensville's Lights, um, on or around the 8th of January 2008, Constable Gayton took a video of two lights that he saw over Dublin. According to Gaitlin, at that time anyway, uh, the two lights were like halos that contained within them um, a bell-looking objects. Gaitlin uh, turned the videotape um, over to the reporter, which was his first mistake. <laughs> All right. Who in turn, it gets worse, folks, who in turn turned it over to Linton Moulton Howe. Um, second mistake. I personally contacted Linda Moulton Howe and asked her to send me a copy of the tape. <clears throat> uh, but she first denied that there actually was a tape. Um, and then I replied uh, that there was a video and told her that she was lying. Uh, Howe wrote back to me telling me... <clears throat> That yes, there was a video, but nothing definitive um, could be seen on the on it, and berated me for being mean because I called her out as a liar, which she was. Um, so she called me a liar regarding the matter, or excuse me, mean uh, according to the matter. Okay, uh, my third letter to How, telling her that I didn't care how bad the the video appeared to be and requested a copy. Anyway, um, I received her final letter back to me, accusing me of singling her out for persecution and saying that I was a very mean person. Uh, for the for the record, my letters to Hal were very respectful. Um, I mean, uh, why would I write her a nasty letter when I wanted to get something out of her? Right? It doesn't make any sense. Political correctness is rampant, of course, in the UFO research community. Oh, and uh, put the cherry on top of the cake when Jim Wilhelmson asked Gaten a, a year or two later about the uh, the halos, each containing a Glock. He changed his testimony and told Jim that he never made those statements. Someone got to, to uh, Gaten, it appears, seeing that uh, the die clock would be of great interest to the military and the uh, New World Order elites. Um, I have no doubt that Gaten was probably threatened with a loss of um, employment or life, um, or maybe even the health of himself or his family. Uh, watching the Timeless show, um, I realized that all, all throughout history, the elites like to brag about technology that they possess. Uh, many times they brag, uh, their bragging is uh, tagged as uh, the science, as science fiction, excuse me. They always seem to become science fact with the passing of a few decades. Uh, many would think that the mechanisms that are shown on timeless television show um, that they're uh, in their wheel spinning in opposite, excuse me, <laughs> Uh, many would think that the mechanisms that are showed on a timeless television show and their wheels spinning in opposite directions are just a coincidence when it comes to their similarity to how uh, the Glock operated. Uh, but I don't think that's just a coincidence. I mean, these things, when I watch that show, these things uh, look like they maybe started up just like a Glock. Um, 
A few years ago, I was blessed to attend a lecture by Dr. Stan Deo. I don't think he's a doctor. Uh, Stan Deo down in Roswell, uh, in New Mexico, of course. Uh, Stan talked about a triangle UFOs and that they were powered by um, anti-magnetic fields and how these fields alter time and space, of course, and to stand uh, and to those above the uh, the, tri the uh, triangle craft. He said that um, what ground observers see is a 90-degree maneuver being performed at impossible speeds are not realized as uh, being fast by the occupants of the craft, but in, but in fact, the maneuvers seem like um, it takes a minute to the occupants uh, within a magnetic field. Uh, this shows us that the phys physics can be overcome in some instances using electromagnetics um, and that in the case of the Glock, some sort of disturbance or, or dimensional balance balances. Okay. Okay, let's see. Do I want to get into this? Uh, this is really long. Okay. Alrighty. Want to, um, let's see. I go on to explain how Earth has two poles. We all know that. Um, let's see. I can read that paragraph. Um, it says, please forgive me if I, I sound redundant, but sometimes a redundancy is needed to keep an idea fresh uh, when an idea is being presented. Uh, when it comes to CERN, we see the use of power that just a few decades ago had been, would have been thought impossible. What bothers me, and many like me, about CERN is that it always has some sort of a cult connection. CERN started operating in 2013. Three years later, there was a ceremony at CERN that commemorated the opening of the world's longest tunnel. It wasn't really at CERN, it was around CERN. Um, the ceremony uh, was a cult in nature and many performances that I've seen to symbolize a tunnel uh, that realizes uh, chained angelic, or excuse me, releases chained, ang chained angelic beings uh, from the inner earth. I would be remiss by uh, failing to mention that the statue of the Hindu god Shiva stands outside. We've talked about that. The main entrance of CERN. Uh, Sheena is the god uh, in the Hindu religion, uh, the god of destruction of the universe. Shiva, it is said, destroys the universe so that it can be recreated. Isn't it interesting that the ultimate goal of Satan is to destroy Yahweh and to set up his new order? Um, so, or no, the, the fact that Shiva is symbolized outside CERN's main office is not an accident. All right. Now, if we look at the Earth, we see we know it has um, two two sets of poles, um, one being an axis pole and the other being um, magnetic poles. Okay. Um, if you ever looked at a globe and spun it, uh, uh, you, you know that the Earth's round, of course, uh, contrary to the opinion of some. Um, the second set of poles are magnetic poles. These poles are located both north and south, but not exactly at the axis pole. 
the um, the magnetic poles also tend to wander both in the north and the south. The magnetic poles create a, a magnetosphere around the globe that protects Earth from many of the harmful effects of the sun. Okay. Yep. Okay. So let me move down here. Uh, we get down here. Uh, we can see. The effects of the north and south magnetic poles and notice that it's um, it's not a straight line across okay it's got a couple of zigs and a couple of zags and um, we can see that um, in the middle here the middle kind of follows the equator actually which is pretty interesting but um, so that's the magnetic field directions um, so you can see basically if, if you were to be able to look at it would come out and go back in come out and go back over to the north here and the same with the south from the center would come out and go here and from the other side from the, it would come out and go here so it would kind of look like a butterfly effect <clears throat> okay and i got that picture from geomag.org all right now uh, talking about the picture we just looked at, it illustrates the geomagnetic forces on the Earth are directed towards both magnetic poles. Notice that uh, they do not travel in a straight line. Uh, this is because Earth is a sphere and magnetics must act like, like, it, uh, like upon a ball and not a flat plane. This also refutes the flat Earth debacle. Yes. Um, then we have another picture of the Earth, and it's got uh, the magnetic poles again. Uh, specifically, this is the North Pole, and it shows it coming down, and uh, again, kind of making a weird squiggle, and then going down to the South Pole. And again, it's not going to be um, a straight line, because the Earth is a globe, and if you're going to draw on a spherical object is it's going to be uh, it's always going to have some kind of uh, roundness to it okay <clears throat> so it says the picture above is interesting the picture i just described to you uh, what it shows in effect is the imagery lines called the uh, latitude and longitude uh, while they're not visible on the earth they are still there uh, because they are mathematical equations of measurement i might suggest that our great scheme of, of uh, things these these lines are real and that they form a cage upon the earth uh, since uh, latitude longitude <clears throat> lines originate at both poles um, well actually since longitude lines originate at both poles I'm glad I fixed that and latitude lines demarcate the steps from the uh, central horizontal line of our planet these lines are uh, are real uh, now they uh, let's look at the magnetic lines uh, how they curve so that uh, the ions from the earth's magnet uh, can travel to the north and south poles of the magnet it's almost as if the earth is encaged in a fence uh, that's guarded by electro uh, or geomagnetic fence excuse me um, all these things uh, to the fact that the earth is spinning at a thousand miles per hour um, it could be spinning much faster near the near the center and, and have a cage that's spinning faster in the center thus causing um, 
an inescapable condition for the fallen angels if they're in any earth um, let's see okay uh, really the principle is is um, is easy folks uh, I you know imagine the earth being straight I mean uh, that at 90 degrees from the from the poles uh, is where the equator is and it's not tilted 23 and a half degrees <clears throat> like it is today um, that would be right here okay and you see the key in the lock uh, meaning that um, well meaning that the keys in the lock and in this position it's um, it is locked and in my hurry to put this lock in the door I, I put it in upside down so um, that's interesting but um, anyway so uh, in order to get in the door you have to take the key which the angel's going to do right he's going to put the key in there yeah, or have somebody do it or you know or something like that I don't know what the true mechanics of it but um, it says an angel's supposed to, to loose them so I'm going to believe it's an angel but uh whether it's a good angel or bad angel, I have no idea. But um, all you got to do is turn that key. And when you can turn that key, this door can open. Okay. Um, and what does that have to do with... Well, let's look. Um, so it says about the picture that we just looked at. In the, in the picture above, the door is unlocked. Um, it's, in the uh, right picture, the door is locked. Um, it would have to be turned to zero degrees in order to be unlocked. Um, if the um, double deadbolt on the right is turned, it is very hard to open the door by any other means but breaking it down. Um, in the left picture scenario exists, the door could be opened at any time. Now we got two pictures here, and I'm describing this for people that might listen to this instead of watching it. And I would beg you to start coming to um, to Rumble to opposing the Matrix and and listening and watching as we go along. I know you can't do that if you're in a car or something, but um, anyway. So it says about these two uh, globes here. It says in like manner, the Earth is locked at 23 degree angle, uh, but it's most probably at a zero degree angle in the beginning, uh, like in the left picture, before the flood of Noah, the scenario on the left existed. Uh, my, it's my thought anyway. Uh, currently, the condition on the right is the one that exists, the 23 and a half degree um, tilt. One might ask if other planets in the solar system have a tilt. There are two other planets, believe it or not, that are tilted to some degree. Uh, the axial tilt is defined as an angle between the direction of, of the positive pole and the normal to the uh, orbital pole. Um, the angles from Earth, um, let's see, the angles from Earth, Uranus, and Venus are approximately 23, which is what we are, 97 for, um, for Uranus or Uranus. And uh, 177 are uh, for is for uh, Venus. And what I found interesting, folks, and I was looking at this, and I didn't even flash on this when I wrote the article. Yes, it's at 177, right? So it's um, it's basically almost turned upside down because 180 would be upside down, right? 
from from uh, from zero degrees. But how much? What do you have to get to hit 177 degrees? 23. Okay. So if you take 23 and add it to 177, it would be 180. You're totally turned upside down. But there's still a little bit of the tilt. So it's turned almost upside down and still tilted 23 degrees. So Venus and the, and the Earth are both tilted at 20, 23 degrees if you're you're looking from the, the bottom and looking at the tilt. Um, anyway, it's I thought that was quite interesting, actually. Um, so notice that Venus is tilted almost 180 degrees. For, for our study, we can see it is tilted to such a degree off-center that it doesn't matter. Um, in addition, since it's Venus, since Venus is turned almost all the way over, it tends to spin in the opposite direction of the other planets. All other, um, let's see, uh, from the other planets except for Uranus, which spins on its side. Um, these other two planets, for the sake of our study, are not important because Earth is the focus and nowhere in Scripture um, does it say that anything like uh, Bonnetsville's pit exists on either of those worlds? So, um, now is CERN, is, is CERN what they're telling us it is? Okay. Uh, there's quite a few people who think that CERN isn't just a particle accelerator, but a device to help open portals to a bottomless pit. We've talked about that already. Uh, many things would be involved where opening the pit is concerned. But the main factor would be setting the Earth back to a zero-degree inclination. I believe that some of the higher-level scientists at CERN know about the fallen angel connection and that they are attempting to act on, to act on Shiva regarding, Shiva's regard by attempting to destroy the present order so that it can start a Luciferian order, uh, which many of us call the last week of Daniel's 70th week. So, how would scientists be able to put the Earth into a zero inclination? Is, is it possible to do such an incredible feat? Will the attempt go bad? Uh, we know that the axis of the Earth can be changed. We are told um, on two separate occasions, the Indonesian quake of two, 20, uh, 2004, excuse me, and the Japanese earthquake of 2011, that the uh, planet rang like a bell. Since bells are hollow, this presents a hollow earth, uh, supposed, you know, a hollow earth scenario. Uh, let's see. Uh, if you take a chunk of uh, brass and hit it with a hammer, it's going to make a thud. It might ring just a little bit, but it's going to make a thud mostly. However, if you take a if you take a hammer and you hit uh, a piece of brass that's been hollowed out it's it's going to ring like a bell so all right let's see here i want to condense this as much as i can there's a lot of pages here and i i want to be able to get as much done as i can uh okay so what if they're going to use it to to straighten the earth out um there's a scripture in uh, isaiah 24:20. It says, the earth shall reel to and fro like a drunkard and shall be removed uh, like a cottage and the transgression thereof shall be heavy upon it and it shall fall and not rise again. That's an interesting interesting thought. Um, hold on a second, folks. I got to look at something. 
why are you not seeing this article I have set it up so that you can see it um, let me I'm sorry folks if I would have known this I would have fixed it a long time ago okay oh boy there it is hey folks give me um, give me about a minute or two right I gotta run and take care of something I'll be right back but you have a picture to keep you entertained so I'll be right back folks okay folks thanks for understanding <laughs> if you sit here for a while <clears throat> the forces of nature and biology collide with one another okay so let's continue now that you have the article <clears throat> Okay, we're more than halfway done. All right, so let me go to that Hummer. Okay, there we go. All righty. So, Isaiah 2420 says, The earth shall reel to and fro like a drunkard, and shall be removed like a cottage, and the transgression thereof shall be heavy upon it, and it shall fall and not rise again. Isaiah 2420. Um, I've studied the terminology of this scripture. I did it while I was writing this article. Because it was kind of confusing to me. I understand about the earth going to and fro like a drunkard. That's real easy to understand. But the second part of it was kind of weird. Anyway. So um, after. <laughs> okay. The words before the semicolon are talking about the actual planet. After the semicolon, it is talking about the transgressions or sin and that the sin would fall and would not rise again. Uh, could that sin be an attempt to open the portal? Will the attempt cause the earth to go into a frantic wobble that will not only open up the abyss, but also uh, the death knoll for the earth were it not for Yeshua's uh, coming back to take domain of the earth? So what would stop we got to look at a little bit of science here okay what would stop the earth from going into a really crazy spin or a wobble or whatever well it's going to wobble anyway scripture says it's going to happen but okay now is there if if there's a counterbalance where would it be uh let's see i don't think i discussed that counterbalance yet so i don't want to really go anyway they actually make it a piece of software on the internet to where you could go anywhere on earth and see if you were to bore a hole straight down where you'd come out believe it or not it's there <laughs> it really is i don't remember the name of it but it exists on the internet why somebody would want that heck i don't know um yeah i really don't know <laughs> so it's called a map tunneling tool maybe that's exactly what it's called i can't remember but so what I did is I put this tool over, right over where CERN would be, okay? Right on top of CERN, actually. Um, using the map above, you can see that drilling straight through the Earth, you would end up in the Pacific Ocean, roughly 600 miles from Christchurch, New Zealand. You'll notice um, from the right that the map, uh, right of the map, that a group of islands lies roughly 200 miles to the northwest, these islands are called the Chatham Islands, a property of New Zealand. Uh, in the grand scheme of things, uh, 200 miles um, 
is within the acceptable range where a collider would be uh, situated. Um, it should be noted that the tunneling technology that presently exists, um, if it would be impossible for there would uh, for there would be a uh, under there would be possible for there be an undersea bed facility. So I took the liberty of downloading a map that shows the seabed in that area. The exact coordinates are directly um, in the center of the picture. Be down there. Good luck trying to read it. Um, so we're talking about right here. All right. So we can't discern anything from looking at this. It's a computer image, first of all. If they wanted not to put something in there, they just take it out. Um, but it looks pretty complete because it's got this little ridge here running up. And uh, if it's here, it's way under the seabed. Okay. Um, the Chatham Isles location is an interesting one. Now, I have to amend some of this, folks, okay, because <clears throat> I found out some information um, that we're going to talk about a building that's located on this property that we're going to look at. And I said that it might be a research facility, and I gave the reasons why. Um, however, it is an indigenous people um, place where they all get together and, uh, and commune. Um, so, but the arrow doesn't point exactly to that. Now I'm looking at it. The arrow's pointing um, kind of south, I guess you would say, of that uh, that edifice. Anyway, um, the Chathan Isles location is an interesting one. There are man-made features on the island that resemble geometric figures carved out of what was once uh, probably a forest. And I don't know if you can see it very clearly, but you can see an arrow here. There's actually an arrow in a tree made out of the forest right there, okay? And then there's other things that look like boundaries here. But I also wondered if they're, they could be interpreted as language, um, some strange um, digital language or something. But so there's there, and then there's another one here, and then there's some like weird pyramid ones up here. And uh, everywhere you look on this island, <laughs> this is the case. All right. At first sight, <clears throat> I thought the trees or hedges that looked to separate land were just that, yeah, demarcations of farmland. Uh, living in farm country myself, I knew that these features exist, but each demarcation line usually has a farm or farmhouse and or other buildings, uh, or farmhouse and other outbuildings, uh, mostly devoid in this picture. They don't exist. It's almost as if the trees are sending a message. Look at the far right grove of trees. Uh, who leaves a, a grove like that? Nobody I know of does that. It has perfect right angles. You know, folks, it's impossible to do a radio show here and have it quiet, so I ask your forgiveness. The more I tell people not to make noise, the more they do it. <laughs> okay. Um... At first, I thought the trees or hedges that uh, looked to separate land. Okay, I talked about that. Um, it's almost as if the trees are sending a message. Look at the far left grove of trees. Who leaves a grove like that? Nobody that I know of. It has perfect right angles. Um, the most interesting feature, however, is uh, is an arrow that uh, points to a group of buildings. Actually, it points to trees down there now that I look at it better. Uh, what possible purpose could anyone have for making an arrow except to let people know 
uh, or people in space that can, are high enough to see it and are satellites in other words that something is hidden now, now let's look at um, a little closer to the ground here you can see it see the arrow here and it's got a tail on it so it's pointing to this group of trees right here if it's pointing to anything it's not pointing up here okay so that's an error on my part um, <clears throat> but um, so what's it pointing at okay um, that's a good question it's pointing at a parcel of land which uh, has an odd looking building it's located uh, let's look a little closer shall we okay now this is where I have to mend things because it's not pointing at this but this is an interesting looking thing here huh doesn't it look like uh, the symbol that uh, that you would use for praise you know your two arms lifted up um, you know with my hands of thanksgiving I will bless thee O Lord um, with my hands lifted up and my heart full of praise with a heart full of thanksgiving I'll praise you O Lord so anyway it looks like a, a, a figure now I, I don't know who built this building um, I don't think the the tribe that uh, it's a Maori tribe um, not Maori there's another tribe that sounds a lot like that we'll, we'll just say Maori um, that lives there and this is supposedly their their building for getting together <laughs> Sorry, folks. I gotta lock that door. Um, anyway, folks, um, where was I? <laughs> um, yeah, the building looks highly irregular, and it doesn't look like something that um, that you know uh, members of a tribe. I don't know how wealthy they are or whatever, but that they would build. It almost looks like a government built thing and maybe it is and maybe it's a message that the the government's trying to send us down there so i will have things more in order the next time i get on folks i promise you um okay so let's see anyway okay the building is a it's a one-story building i found out it looks highly irregular for something found on a farm uh, we know it's not a farm now um it looks to be more of a research building yes it does notice uh, also that the building looks like a head and arms and the arms are in a praising position i already said that um it gets more interesting if you look at the image of uh, shiva that's outside of cern headquarters in switzerland and there we have it see how she's got her hands raised up like that that's interesting right or two of her hands anyway or his i should say two of his hands and then there's another hand that comes around here it's one of those weird hindu gods that has more than two hands you know it's it's bizarre okay uh, notice the head with two hands raised if someone wants to let others convey uh let others co covertly know where something is located they would use something that's familiar in form uh but in a different gift wrapping the elites are steeped in using symbology, therefore making the building a sort of resembles that Shiva and Shiva idol could be their way of saying X marks the spot. Okay. So anyway, um, now let's look at a counterbalance. Okay. If what's located on, on the Chatham Islands is a counterbalance, 
Um, let's talk about counterbalances first. I don't think we did in this article. Um, are you familiar with a forklift, folks? Um, it's something that's used in warehouses, and um, it's a little uh, little tractor, for lack of better words, and it's got two forks and in one end. And But on the other end, there's a very, very, very heavy weight. I mean, most of the machine is like a, a heavy um, counter. It's called a counterbalance. Um, to where if you pick up this uh, stuff on the fork, the, it won't tur- tip the... Um, the uh the machine over because it's it's um it's counterbalanced <laughs> okay um so that being the case if you were going to make a let's just say that CERN I'm going to re just encapsulate this whole thing okay let's just say that um CERN is a machine that's being built to uh, mess around with the earth's magnetic fields and to cause it to go into a um, a zero balance, okay, or a zero uh, axis, or you could say 90 degree axis, it's up to you. Um, but going by the equator, it would be a zero axis. Um, so they build this thing, but they think it, they're thinking to themselves, well, you know, this is just one. What happens if we tilt it too much to the right, too much to the left? Uh, what happens if it develops a wobble, okay? Um, so we have to do something. I'm thinking. I'm speaking third person here. Uh, we have to do something in order to prevent that from happening. So what they do is they uh, <clears throat> they create a counter counterbalance, but it would have to be directly on the other side of the Earth, right? To be a true counterbalance. Um, and hence we're talking about the Chatham Islands. And if there's a secret um, CERN underneath the either underneath the island or underneath the ocean, okay. Uh, there would have to be, and uh, if if that's what they're planning on doing, okay. All right, so that kind of answers that question. Okay, let's go down here. Let's see. And what about people living in these facilities, okay, um, in the caverns underneath the ocean and underneath the continent, basically? Um, well, we're told in scripture that people are going to inhabit facilities like these, um, in a kind of a, a roundabout way. So let's look at these scriptures. Okay. It's, uh, and there followed him a great company of people and of women, which were also bewailing and lamenting to him. But Jesus turned unto him and said, daughters of Jerusalem, weep not for me, but weep for yourselves and for your children. For behold, the days are coming in which they shall say, Blessed are the barren and the wombs that never bore and the paps that never gave suck. They shall Then they shall say to the mountains, Fall on us, and to the hills, cover us. For if they do these things when the tree is green, what shall they do in the dry? Interesting, huh? He's talking about the tree being green when he's being crucified and all of his people are turning against them. And he's saying, this is a green time. So if that was a green time, folks, what are dry times going to be like? That's my question. Okay. Um, and, that, and that was in Luke 23, 27 through 31. Okay. And there's another scripture, and, and I beheld, and this is uh, Revelation 6, 12 through 17, by the way, in case I forget to read that afterwards. Um, and I beheld, uh, when he had opened the sixth seal, and lo, there was a great earthquake, and the sun became black as sackcloth, uh, sackcloth of hair, 
and the moon became blood as blood, and the uh, stars of heaven fell to the earth, even as a fig casteth her time, untimely fig. That is a study all in itself right there, folks, because um, stars of heaven could be this um, could be um, a description of angels. Angels are also often called stars, but um, when you look at what Elon Musk is putting up in the sky, um, when they came down to earth, maybe they would sound like... Uh, uh, the thuds of figs hitting the ground. Um, anyway, let's see. Okay, um, the stars of heaven will fell the earth, even as a fig tree casteth her untimely figs, uh, when she is uh, shaken by a mighty wind. And the heavens departed as a scroll, when a scroll is, um, when a scroll is, oh, and the heavens departed as a scroll, when a scroll is rolled together. That's interesting. And every mountain of uh, an island were moved out of their places. And the kings of the earth, and the great men, and the rich men, and the chief captains, and the mighty men, and every bondman, and every freeman, hid themselves in the dens of the rocks of the mountains, and said to the mountains and rocks, Fall on us, and hide us from the face of him that sitteth on the throne, and from the wrath of the Lamb, for the great day of his wrath is come. And who shall be able to stand? Okay, so people again are in cavernous areas asking for the rocks to fall on them. Um, the one scripture says they ask to die and they, death does not find them. That's freaky, isn't it? Okay. All right. So we know, therefore, that people will dwell in underground facilities because the Bible verifies it. With that knowledge in mind, we... Uh, know that uh, such technology exists uh, to make such places and uh, given what we what must be advanced technology in tunneling um, it's come it's come about over the past hundred years it's not impossible to entertain such a notion of counterbalance CERN is re in a reality and either under the Chatham Islands or that the Chatham Island is an interest uh, to an under uh, seabed super collider. Interesting to think about, right? Um, if you read or talk about uh, or listen to, um, oh, I just forgot his name. <laughs> Phil, uh, his name's Phil. I'll figure it out before before long here. Phil Schneider. There. Thank you, Lord. Um, Philip Schneider used to work for companies that de that dug these facilities, and uh, he said that uh, they used the technology that would actually melt the rock and uh, and then use the the molten rock to make smooth walls. So um, that's pretty interesting. It really is, and um, so that would uh, and it, he said it could do it real fast. <laughs> so. Um, it, it would definitely make it so that there could be all these these underground dumb bases that they talk about. What was it, like 100 and, or over 200 in the United States alone? Something like that. Okay, over the past couple of decades, there's been an increase in earthquake activity, uh, both um, on the islands of New Zealand and, under, and in the crust under the seabed near New Zealand. Um, we've seen an increase in earthquake activity in Italy. Uh, it's interesting that the distance from CERN to Rome is 432 miles, and the distance from Christchurch to New Zealand to Chatham Islands is 542 miles, a difference of just over 100 miles. 
uh, could test firings of both CERNs be causing the earthquakes? Uh, were both facilities built on earthquake um, active areas on purpose? Um, are the CERN facilities creating uh, devastating earthquakes to change the Earth's axis? These are they're just <laughs> too many similarities uh, on both uh, sides of the globe for this to be labeled a coincidence, okay? Um, now I leave it up to you. The reader can come to your own conclusions. Um, in regard to the questionnaires, there are secrets. CERN, okay? Um, and do your own research, too. Now, to make it, that sounds bad enough, right? So to throw something else into the mix, uh, the Chinese are planning to build a CERN facility. Okay. You know, they want to keep up with the West in every way they can, except when it comes to love and uh, purity and stuff like that. Then they're, you know, they're atheists, uh, in the government anyway. They say there's more Christians in China than... Uh, then there are people in, a, in the United States. So that's that's interesting, and it's it's really great. Thank you, Lord. Um, let's see. So I'm going on and on about this. Okay. Okay, here we go. Like I mentioned earlier in this work, I do believe that the purpose of CERN is uh, multifaceted, of course. Uh, their claim is that the Hadron Collider was conceived to study the rudimentary particles that make up all of matter uh, regular both regular and matter and dark matter it is uh, however over the years that followed the uh, the completion of the CERN collider has also been quite evident it's being used to open up portals into other dimensions and my belief is that they will be used to in conjunction with the other colliders to bring the earth to a zero degree axis like our planet was most probably before the deluge that destroyed the antediluvian world. Um, okay, um, I also mentioned earlier that uh, scientists are trying to accomplish axis uh, feet that uh, know that it might be possible that just having one collider will accomplish an axis change that could go horribly wrong and cause a horrible uh, waffle, waffle, wobble of the earth. Uh, therefore, it's my belief that there is a secret hydrogen collider uh, located on opposite side of the Earth from the collider in Europe. Okay, we've gone into that. It's a Chatham Island deal. Um, with the news that China is building a more powerful collider and that it could be finished in the next decade, one has to ask how many might, uh, how it might be used uh, to aid to bring the Earth to a zero-degree axis. The answer I feel isn't that the, Chi isn't that the Chinese collider will bring the Earth to a zero-degree axis but that it could possibly be used to align the magnetic poles of the Earth with the uh, axis poles of the Earth. Um, before we go any farther, it's important to stress again that you, when you use a compass to find a north direction from where you're located, the compass zeroes uh, in on magnetic north at our present time, that is, uh, magnetic north and south are um, in the same location axis, uh, north and south. Um, if you ever seen a globe uh, school library, you know that you can turn it because it is connected by uh, a, a rod that goes through it and, uh, and allows you to turn it on its equator or other ways. Um, some of them will let you turn it on 23 degrees, um, which is interesting. Um, let's see. 
Magnetic north and south, on the other hand, are not constant, and they do move. The map below illustrates how it's moved since 1900. And it's just big enough to where I can see it. Um, if you look on the left, there's where the um, magnetic north pole was in 1900. And it has migrated. Uh, 1940, it was here. 1960, it was here. Uh, 2000, it was here. Uh, man, in 40 years, it really trucked up there, didn't it? Um, 2018, it's it was there. Now, I don't know why they're saying 2015 here. Oh, okay. No, because it's after 2010. Okay. Um, 2015, it's going to be, or was here. And 2030, it's supposed to be here. And that's pretty darn close to the to the axis North Pole, isn't it? Pretty darn close. Uh, so we can see from the map, the magnetic pole of the Northern Hemisphere has moved significantly since the year 1900. In 1900, the magnetic pole was located in Northern Canada, just north of what is called Hudson Bay. Today's magnetic pole is located approximately 180 degrees east latitude and at or about 87 degrees northern latitude. In recent years, it seems to have uh, moved in a large increments over five years. If it continues to move at its current speed, it's conceivable that it could be near the 120 degree um, eastern longitude within the next 15 years, or so that it could be quite significant as we will see below. Um, let's see. Okay, this talks about the angels being locked up before the flood. It talks about uh, uh, the angels that sinned were locked up in a place called Tartarus. Um, in the Greek language, Tartarus is defined as a place that is as far below earth as heaven is above the earth. It's a place that's so uh, referred to as the, also referred to as the abyss or the bottomless pit. Um, we are told in Enoch that these angels are locked in the abyss until the consummation of all things. In modern terms, it means the end of the world, or maybe better uh, rendered as the apocalypse, under, until the apocalypse, that is. Um, let's see here. Uh, uh, this talks about how it was probably at a zero degree axis and then something hit the earth and also helped to create the flood. Um, and sent the earth to 23.5 degrees um, axis, um, saying that it was probably a comet or an asteroid. Um, let's see how all the cracks in the earth are, are, are called tectonic plates, and those cracks probably occurred when whatever, whatever hit the, uh, the earth hit it. Um, <clears throat> let's see, to put a seal on a rock. Okay, now, okay. Okay, I've read several different uh, works that, aside from studying physics and subatomic particles, one of the important chores of CERN is a way to explore, uh, to open doors to other dimensions. This can be deduced by looking at the videos of some of the strange rit rituals which were performed at the opening of the low altitude tunnel near the CERN site, uh, a tunnel that was opened. Um, at around the same time uh, that construction for CERN was completed. 
strange parade floats uh, presented to dignitaries from many nations, the floats being symbolic of slaves in hell and also fallen angels trying to climb chains to get out of hell. Just a coincidence in timing and purpose? I think not. Uh, let's see. Oh, here's some pictures of that strange, um, strange uh, thing that went on for the Chatham, not Chatham, <laughs> Gothard Tunnels. These, uh, I think, represent angels. Okay, and interesting that there's a big eyeball behind them. <laughs> All kinds of symbology in this, folks, if you look at it. Um, here's workers trying to break out of hell, it looks like. Um, and people, half-naked people, if not three-quarter naked, walking around at the bottom. And then there's a strange-looking thing here um, with the big white head. Kind of looks like an alien head a little bit. It also looks like Joe Biden. <laughs> so, yeah, take your pick. Um, both things are evil. Uh, <clears throat> and it says, uh, symbolic human slaves being led away to sacrifice while angels climb chains to escape. <clears throat> uh, women being led away to human sacrifice. Uh, so we can come to a pretty safe assumption that CERN and other colliders are being used for nefarious purposes as well as physical uh, particle physics. Uh, one of the quotes that I found very interesting uh, comes from an article that talks about the new Chinese collider. Uh, in referring to the Great Wall of China, the Chinese Collider, one physicist states, the Great Wall was meant to keep foreigners out, while the Great Collider is meant to bring foreigners in. Interesting. Foreigners? Aliens? Think about it. <clears throat> and that was from Henry uh, Tai, a physicist, physicist at Cornell and Hong Kong University of Science and Technology. Okay, that is, that's freaky, that's, that's definitely, this is what we're doing, you know. Uh, we need to go back and recap, we have a CERN located in Geneva, Switzerland, we have strong probability that there's a secret CERN uh, directly on the opposite side of the world from CERN, and we have a new Chinese super collider. The new Chinese collider will uh, be located in a province called um, Qinhuangdao, uh, which, incidentally, is where the Great Wall of China ends at the sea. Why would they think of that a super collider or in China um, at that specific location would be an ideal place to construct it? Well, do you remember when I said that a few years ago the magnetic pole will be located near 120 degrees east um, longitude location? It turns out that the city of Kim Huangdao um, is located 119.6005 degrees east longitude, um, so so close in number that it could be rounded up to 120 degrees. Um, does this interest you? Uh, let, let us muse a bit and say someday in the future, perhaps the late 2030s or so, the elites decide to bring the Earth back to a zero-degree inclination to the sun. Uh, so you might ask why I use uh, this time frame. Well, look at the scripture. We see that, it, okay. Um, when Abraham was being told um, about the future of his people, he said that his people were going to be in a strange land and that they would be kept there for four generations, or 
400 years. And he said, so in the fourth generation, the people will be let go, which is tending to tell us that um, that a generation in God's eyes is specifically right there is 100 years. Okay. So that's interesting to note and to keep in mind for a lot of things when you're studying scripture. Okay. Let's see. Uh, yet another interesting fact is uh, told in Enoch that it was 200 sons of God, fallen angels, that rebelled against Yahweh by producing with, uh, reproducing with human females. Uh, why, why, excuse me, while we do not have fallen angels openly abducting women uh, to produce Nephilim, we do have something called alien abduction. And guess what? The entities remove the human eggs from the females and the sperm from the human males. Maybe they're making an army. We're told in Revelation that someday an army of 200 million will come from the east to march on Jerusalem. Uh, could it be the 200 million Nephilim? Uh, there are some that speculate that, the ar that this army is the Chinese army, uh, but we have to remember that by this time in history, two-thirds or 66% of mankind will be killed by judgments of Yahweh that we see illustrated in the book of Revelation. So getting back on track again, let's say that CERN scientists are successful, that they correct the axis to zero degrees axis. Um, the one problem, however, is that the magnetic north is still not the same north axis. Um, however, if you remember earlier on, I said that Around this time, a magnetic north would be around 120 degrees um, east longitude. Remember, the coordinates of the Chinese Collider will be around 120 degrees east longitude. Um, with the Earth now at zero degree inclination, the Chinese fire up their Collider, which is seven times stronger than CERN, um, and they will use it to tweak the magnetic pole so that it will be the same location as the axial pole and, and uh, and click, uh, the door unlocks, releasing not only fallen angels, but a 200 million man army. There's a possible, there's a um, popular belief within the um, New Apostolic Reformation or the NAR churches that uh, states that a group of entities called Joel's Army is the army of believers that exists in the end days. Uh, however, it's quite easy to see that the army that Joel talks about in his prophetic uh, book is demonic, is a demonic army. I suppose that if you study new NAR revival and realize that it's a cult um, in the highest degree, that maybe the NAR may be on track, but they might be a, play a major part in what the book of Revelation calls the Horde of, Horde of Babylon. However, a very large army that uh, John wrote about in Revelation is an army formed of fallen angels and their Nephilim offspring. Okay. And, you know, I brought forth a lot of ideas that sound too impossible to be true. <laughs> Believe me, I, I realized that. Um, I struggled with the... There were too many things to, that, would make, that it would take to make sense, you know, and it... Uh, we're told in Daniel's prophetic book that uh, he was supposed to seal up the books uh, he inscribed. Um, let's see. In fact, Daniel is told that uh, the books would be sealed up till the end of days. Uh, described as a time when men would go to and fro, a time uh, and knowledge would increase. 
we now live in a day when that Daniel talked about men do go to and fro and knowledge is so that um, it would astound someone <clears throat> just living a hundred years ago <clears throat> I often wondered if CERN was capable of generating the magnetic power that would be needed right on their website we can see that magnetics at CERN generated power that dwarfed the magnetic field of the earth many times over and this says all the magnets on the LHC are electromagnets. The main dipoles generate powerful 8.3 Tesla magnetic fields, uh, more than 100,000 times more powerful than Earth's magnetic field. The electromagnets use a current um, of 11,080 amperes to produce the field, and a superconducting coil allows the high currents to flow without losing any energy electro or electrical resistance. Okay, and if it's true, we can assume that CERN has the capability to alter the magnetic fields of the Earth quite easily. Why haven't they done so yet? One might ask, well, do not be so sure that they have not been tweaking their equipment by making little tests here and there. Since uh, CERN has uh, fired up right from the start, there's been several large earthquakes. Some of the scientists themselves tell us uh, have changed the inclination of the Earth ever so small increments. Let's see, Japan quake has shortened days, moved the axis. This article was written on 31411, 2011. Uh, the March 11th magnetic <laughs> magnitude 9.0 earthquake in Japan may have shortened the length of each day, each Earth day and shifted its axis. But don't worry, you won't notice the difference. Using the United States Geological Survey estimate for how the fault responsible for the earthquake slipped. Uh, research scientist Richard Gross of NASA's Jet Propulsion Laboratory, Pasadena, California, applied a complex model uh, to perform uh, preliminary theoretical calculations that how earth, er, the Japan earthquake, the fifth largest since 1900, affected Earth's rotation. His calculations indicate that by changing of the distribution of Earth's mass, the Japanese earthquake uh, should have caused Earth to rotate a bit faster, shortening the length of a day by about 1.8 milliseconds. A, mic a millisecond, excuse me, a microsecond is one millionth of a second. Okay. So it's microseconds, not milliseconds. Okay, the calculations also show that Japan quake should have shifted the position of Earth's figure axis, the axis about which the Earth's mass is balanced, by about 17 centimeters or 6.5 inches toward 133 degrees east longitude. Um, okay, I'm not going to continue on with this. What they're trying to say is that the earthquakes could change the um, the day, the length of the day, and uh, the position of the uh, the, the uh, fixed axis, the um, the polar axis, the one with the Earth turns on. Okay, and it should be noted that uh, those three earthquakes happened while while CERN was up and running. <laughs> the Chilean earthquake, Japan, and New Zealand. In addition to these facts, the effects of CERN on an axis change for those quakes caused by CERN uh, might be larger than NASA is willing to admit. One evidence that NASA is lying is the testimony of the Inuit people of the North who have noticed the difference. 
Okay, in short, um, we know them as Eskimos and uh, as indigenous people that live in Canada and in northern Siberia and also um, northern Greenland. Um, they've always been one with nature and they've always uh, been a people that um, that look to nature for answers, okay? And they knew that on a certain days, on a certain day of the year, the sun comes, peaks up over the the horizon, and that's changed. It's come up three days earlier, according to them. Um, and also, the, the the temperatures have changed, and have the winds have changed also, which messes things up because when the wind comes from a certain direction in their area of the world, um, it they know you know they know how to, to work in that kind of uh, environment. And also, it, um, the way things are now, the ice is melting faster and stuff like that. So, um, anyway, it's, uh, it's, pretty, it's pretty important. And you got these people that have been out there for thousands of years working out. There's a picture of what looks like an older husband and wife. Um, let's see. They think that sky has been altered and the positions of the stars have shifted due to the new angle. Their observations are backed up by any other Inuit groups from the uh, Arctic regions who have made similar notes. So, anyway, let's go down to the last thing here. So, if they build one in Japan, and they built supposedly a counterbalance for the one in, um, in Switzerland, that's located near the Chatham Islands in the South Pacific, all right, and they're building one in China, so where on the other side of the earth is exactly through the earth from where they are okay that answer to that question is off the coast of where's the pictures well you can see a map i made here it's basically right there off the coast of um not venezuela argentina uh way down at the tip of south america so so for this one up here in Europe, the one by New Zealand is the counterbalance. And for China, this one down here would have to be a counterbalance. But is there something here? Um, that's the big question. All right. Um, well, the fact is I do believe that there is a counterbalance and its location of all places, of, of course, is, is Argentina. Uh, on an island that has been the focus of a war back in the late 1980s, you know, I always wondered why the British were so interested in maintaining dominion over the small group of islands that should rightfully belong to Argentina. Um, why send a whole armada of ships and planes to defend a group of mostly barren islands? I know they have they raise sheep there and stuff, but um, that's only claim to fame is that they raise sheep and other animals there. Um, the claim, the claim, uh, back during the conflict was that the Falkland Islands was in an oil-rich zone, and if you look at the islands, there are no oil rigs. Uh, they have, um, they, and there, uh, there are no <laughs> rigs there, and they have to look very hard to distinguish any sort of animal life on the islands. Yes, there's a couple of villages, but that's about it. So the question in mind, and after looking extensively at the coastlands of Argentina proper, I decided to look at Google Earth and see if there is anomalies on the Falkland Islands. 
Um, it didn't take too long to find anomalies on the particular part of the eastern Falkland Island. Uh, near the top, near the, the peninsula that juts out into the Atlantic Ocean, one can see, of all things, a very large helicopter pad located out in the middle of nowhere. I mean, way out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> uh, the pad is large and it's raised and it looks like uh, 20 feet higher than the surrounding terrain. A little south of that pad is a series of buildings that might or might not be barns. Um, the property is completely fenced in, which I found odd since the nearest people away have to be tens of miles away. Here in Oregon, if I live that far from other people, I would not see, I would not need, have a need for the fence. Um, oh, and there's a gate and a fence line too. And uh, something again that I question would be needed on the property so very far away from civilization. If one follows the road a bit, uh, there's a turnoff that leads to an obvious, what's obviously a dirt road. Uh, the dirt road leads only so far and then it ends. Uh, what's odd about the end of the road is that it just doesn't end but appears to enter into some sort of tunnel structure and there's nothing on the other side of the structure. Oh, and I almost forgot to mention that uh, the tunnel structure is camouflaged to look like some sort of normal land feature yet it has height, width, and looks like depth. Um, here are some pictures of from Google Earth. Okay, so there we can see the the peninsula here, okay, of that island. Uh, we go way down, <laughs> and there's the helicopter pad, and there's the dirt, the dirt road, okay. They appear to be bonds, barns. Yeah, uh, I don't know. So the, the, com the compound with the large helicopter pad uh, on a raised patch of land Okay, the area fenced off of the gate can clearly be seen down the road. Uh, the cutoff to the bunker near the bottom of the picture. Okay, how is it down there? Okay, the road that leads to it obviously is a bunker or the entrance of an underground facility. Let's see, the road leads to where it's obviously a bunker or an entrance to an underground facility. So it's very apparent to me that the counterbalance um, to the soon-to-be China Super Collider is already in place. Uh, now we know why the British were so bothered by the aggression that Argentina took in the bid to take back the islands. Uh, most sources on the, on the internet refer to the islands as a useless group of islands. I do not know that the name is pretty, um, I do not know that the name isn't pretty either. The word mal in Spanish means bad or evil. We're talking about malvitas. Um, the second part, vitas, means life or lives. <laughs> so the island's name uh, is bad or evil, live or lives. Bad life, evil life. Okay. If the last part of the name is Venus, uh, Venice, right? Uh, it is Spanish for wine, which means um, 
that which means that bad or evil wine <laughs> in either meaning it's not known for being a good place so it's no wonder that it would be uh, useful for evil purposes okay and I think we're close to the end like one page man I can't believe we got this all in okay uh, now that you know that there is a fourth final super collider that will someday be used to put the earth at a zero degree, incli degree inclination toward the sun um, and when it is all laid out and done this action will open up the door for fallen angels and demonic entities to roam the, the earth in one final attempt to destroy mankind but we do not have to worry if we trust the God of the Bible uh, because he sees all things as they're being done in vain and they will ultimately lead to nothing when all things are finished and what is we got here Psalm 2 okay we will close with this why do the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing the kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against Yahweh and against his Mashiach saying let us break their bands asunder and cast away their cords from us. He that sitteth in the heavens shall laugh. Yahweh shall have them in derision. Then shall he speak unto them in his wrath and vex them with his sore displeasure. Yet I sent my king <clears throat> upon my holy hill of Zion. I will declare a decree the Lord has said unto me, Thou art my son, this day I have begotten thee. Ask of me, and I shall give thee the heathen for thine inheritance, and the othermost parts of the earth for thy possession. Thou shalt break them with a rod of iron, and thou shalt dash them to pieces like potter's vessel. Be wise now thereof, O ye kings, and be instructed, instructed ye, ye judges of the earth. Serve Yahweh with fear, and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the son, lest he be angry, and... and um, lest he be angry and he perish from the way when his wrath is kindled but a little. Blessed are all they that put their trust in him. All right, folks, that's it. I hope that I was it was intelligible what I was trying to put across and everything. And I, I took time to condense stuff. We had some interruptions, but um, <clears throat> I think it was a pretty good show altogether, and, and we got a lot accomplished. Um, so let me um get rid of this stuff here okay got that out of there and might as well get rid of it while we're at it okay all right folks well hey it's been real um oh you'll notice i'm not wearing earphones or talking into a mic uh i decided to go the easy way folks uh, this is getting kind of teeters tedious every once in a while doing this and I want to make it as easy as possible on myself as I can so thus I'm using a microphone from the webcam and I'm using a speaker over here that you can't hear and I can't either right now um, <clears throat> to to uh, give me sound so um, all those things haven't been said um, I, um, let's see we'll be on again Thursday with Brian and then uh, we'll be taking a break this weekend and then coming back on uh, Tuesday for sure but maybe Monday also on the other format so 
Um, those things haven't been said. I pray, um, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face to rise upon you. Pardon my dirty hands and be gracious unto you. May he watch your going out and your coming in, your rising up and your lying down. May he give you the peace that passes all understanding, and may you get it in a way that you've never had it before. In Yeshua's holy name, amen. Yeah, I was out painting and staining today, folks. Uh, this stuff doesn't come off very easy. Anyway, I'm going to go ahead and leave you. We'll uh, see you on Thursday night, Brian and I. And uh, hey, have a good couple of nights until then, okay? Um, shall end it right now. Good night, folks. God bless.